lift our hands and magnify Jesus. Lord Jesus, we praise you tonight. We thank you for giving of yourself that we may be restored. Thank you that because of what you did, we stand as champions tonight. Stand as overcomers. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. 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 Praise God. You may be seated. Amen. Glory to God. My word. I looked up and I'm thinking, man, this is the fourth service. We've already had four services. Time flies. Amen. I've enjoyed being here. It's been a tremendous honor to be here. This is, uh, I enjoy coming here. Amen. 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 I love your pastors. They're very precious people. Amen. Amen. You don't get people like that everywhere. So I encourage you to be sure to take care of them. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have you been learning something this past couple of days? Amen. I'm always learning something. I go back and I say, Lord, what about it? And he talks to me more about it. And I get excited. Amen. And I, whoo, glory to God. Amen. We've been ministering on the subject of reigning. We started on Friday night talking about reigning. Uh, and we told you that we're created in the image and likeness of God. And we are in Christ. So we reign by him. And the way Christ reigns is by upholding all things by the word of his power. So you reign by speaking God's word. So we've said all kinds of stuff about it. This morning we had a great time. We, we had a clinic session. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So tonight is on my heart to talk to us about reigning in finances. Reigning in finances. Because until we reign in finances, we are not able to make the kind of impact that heaven is expecting us to make on the earth. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So let's just dive right into it tonight. Let's get into the word of God. Amen. Why waste time? Amen. Turn with me to Galatians chapter 3. We will read from verse 13. We'll read verses 13 and 14. It is a familiar scripture. We even read it this morning. But how many of you know, if you've had a good stake, if you, gave, if you had it yesterday and somebody gives it to you tonight, you'll be like, yes, sir, thank you very much. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Father, we're so grateful for this wonderful privilege that you've given us to behold light. We thank you that this is you talking to us. We brought our ears tonight. We have eyes to see. We thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, causing our eyes to be flooded with light. We thank you for utterance tonight. Thank you for the ability to communicate these truths in such a way that it builds up your people. We give you all the praise and glory for every good thing that will be wrought among us tonight. As a result of this word. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. Galatians 3.13. It says Christ hath redeemed us. From the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us. For it is written. Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham. Might come on the Gentiles. Through Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promise. That the Spirit made to Abraham through faith. Amen. Amen. 
Glory to God. We've been redeemed from the curse. The curse has three folds. Spiritual death, sickness and disease, poverty and lack. The Bible says that this curse was placed on Jesus so that you wouldn't have to bear them anymore. So that the blessing can come upon you. You can't talk about salvation without talking about prosperity. You can't talk about salvation without talking about healing. They are on all one transaction. Amen. The same transaction that saved you healed you. The same transaction that saved you also made you wealthy. Amen. Go, say amen. amen. That's the Bible. Amen. amen. Praise God. Amen. amen. If you look at our father of faith, Abraham, you notice that his walk with God showed the wealth that God made available to him. When God told him to leave from his uh, father's family, you know, from his kindred, and to go to a land or country which he know, knew not that God was going to show him, the Bible said that he departed. And after a few verses later, you hear that Abraham was very rich. He was rich in cattle. He was, and I mean, that's God's plan for us to have abundance. Amen. I mean, look at creation. He didn't just create one bird. I mean, you know how many species of birds that are available? I, he didn't have to do that, but he did it because that's him. Abundance. Amen. Praise God. Glory to God. Look at one of the promises he made to Abraham because he said that Christ has redeemed us, right, from the curse of the law so that the blessing will come upon us. So let's take a look at one of those promises. Are you interested? Go with me to Genesis chapter 22. Genesis 22, we will start reading from verse 15. We will read 15 through 17. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask for your excuse ahead of time. I plan to be really happy tonight. <laughs> because this word, this word, I'm telling you, this word never leaves you the same. Amen. Hallelujah. Genesis twenty-two fifteen. 15. It says, And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord. For because thou hast done this thing, you know, lay down his own son. Oh, there's so much in there. We won't have time for it. Amen. For because thou hast done this and has not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. <laughs> Think about that. The Bible said, if ye be Christ, you are Abraham's seed and heir according to the promise. One of the promises is that you shall possess the gate of your enemies. You know what that means? You control the prosperity of your communities where, I mean, you read the scriptures where the Bible says that he's given to the heathen, the travail, to 
heap it up for you. Yeah. Only for after they're done, he transfers it right to you. Amen. The Bible says that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. Is laid up for the just. There are houses that belong to you that somebody is walking on. Hallelujah. Amen. Just when this word is preached, faith comes to you. And you realize, wait a minute, that's mine. And when you start doing what the Bible said to do, cha-chim, it starts coming to you. It starts coming to you. Why? It's a promise made that can never be reversed. Your seed shall possess the gate of, his, of the enemies. It's talking about us. It's talking about us. How did it make it possible? You remember, we read it this morning in 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9. It says, For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes, <laughs> so that you can become a possessor of the gate of your enemies. We inserted it right there. He became poor. So that you, through his poverty, might be rich. Hallelujah. Part of reigning in life by one Christ Jesus is reigning when it comes to finances. I tell you what religion is ugly. What religion did to people. It's just terrible. Because people, so many people got religion, but they didn't get the whole gospel. Religion tells you what you need to do to get right with God. Oh, get all of this and get right with God. God doesn't want you to have abundance. God doesn't want you to have any of these old world's goods. Yet he decorated Solomon. Come on. Are you listening? Religion just... So you have people walking around hoping that one day, you know, God's going to come. Oh, Jesus come back. Why? We walk away. From everything that he bled on the cross to make available. It is an assault on the blood of Christ for the believer to remain poor. Are you listening? It's, it's an assault on the blood of Christ for the believer to remain broke. It's an assault. Amen. Amen. That's the way it, it ought to be preached. Right. He made it available so you can rise and take custody yes. of what he's made yours. Yes. Amen. 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 Glory to God. In Proverbs chapter 10 in verse 22, Proverbs 10, 22, it says, The blessing of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich and it adds no sorrow to it. The blessing of the Lord. It makes rich. The blessing of the Lord, it makes rich. Remember, he, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, because the curse is everyone that hangeth on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us. So the blessing is on you right now. Heaven has it recorded that you are rich. Heaven has it recorded that you are rich. Part of walking by faith is seeing yourself the way God describes you. And according to the Bible, God describes you as the righteous 
Anybody righteous in here? Yes. Amen. God describes you as the, as the rich. Anybody rich in here? Yes. Amen. That belongs to you. That belongs to you. Praise God. So the blessing, it makes rich and it adds no sorrow to it. It is the anointing that empowers you to prosper. When God saved you, he anointed you. Why? Because you are in Christ, the anointed one and the anointed. Amen. If you ever read in the scripture, it says, touch not my anointed. Hallelujah. It's referring to us. Amen. Amen. Go with me. Let's look at another scripture in Deuteronomy chapter 8. We're going somewhere. (laughs) Glory to God. Deuteronomy 8, 18. It says, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. (laughs) Some translations say power to produce wealth. Amen. Why? That he may establish his covenant which is war unto thy fathers as it is this day. Financial prosperity, reigning financially, Calls for revelation of your dominion. Are you here? Financial prosperity, that means reigning financially, calls for revelation of your dominion. The power that God gave you to get wealth. If you don't have that revelation, you will struggle like the world. It takes revelation to get into what belongs to you. What would a revelation do to a man? A revelation will rattle a man out of the cage of unbelief. Revelation will rattle a man out of the cage of uh, trying to manage or to make things happen. It will set you up. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. So a revelation will cause you to rise. There's nothing passive about revelation. Revelation is an active word. No revelation from God is ever complete until you know what you are to be doing. So when revelation comes, it fires you up. You are charged. You you be like Caleb. Give me that mountain. Give me that mountain. Hallelujah. (laughs) Look at Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. You see the attitude that you ought to have when it comes to these things. Hallelujah. There's so much to say, but I'm compacting it all to just get it to you tonight in in one shot. (laughs) So I won't say everything, but at least enough to propel you. Matthew 11, verse 12. It says, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and violent taketh it by force. There's no gumming of the blessing. There's no gumming of prosperity. You got to take a bite. You know what I mean? Gumming, you know, gumming, stuff. No, bite it. 
take it by force. That's the attitude. That's what revelation will do to you. It will propel you to a place where you're like, wait a minute, wait just a minute, wait just a minute. He died for this. He was raised for this. It shouldn't be in the wrong hand. It should be in my hand. And when that happens, now you are open for divine communication. Amen. See, that's the attitude. It's not like a weak attitude. Like, okay, oh, okay, okay, one day. No, 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 no. He died and was raised to make it available. I take it. You see, what does that tell us? There are oppositions to everything that Christ made available to you. Everything that salvation brought to you, you have opposition. So the devil's not going to sit by and just say, hmm, they got it. No, he's going to do everything that he can to deceive you. He can't overpower you, but he can try to deceive you. That's why you need to know this. So you don't play nice. You don't play nice. Well, I guess it didn't work, so we wait till next time. No! <laughs> Take it by force. Amen. Bible tells us that Satan is the God of this world, according to 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4. But he's only able to use that being, you know, the little God of this world today, based on whom he's able to deceive. He's still the little God of this world. But Jesus stripped him, spoiled all principalities. So what he's using today is simply deception. Exactly. Amen. Amen. Deception. And how do you get past him when it comes to being deceived? Know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. So when you know the truth and operate in the truth, you won't be deceived. The only people that are deceived are people that are not walking in the truth. Or people that are not interested in the truth. Or people that are holding the truth casually. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Notice Jesus' encounter with the devil when it comes to finances. It will help you. Go with me. Look at Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. Look at, we will read from verses 5 through 8. Remember the Bible said that Jesus was tempted as we are. So this is what we deal with when it comes to finances. Okay? Let's see how Jesus dealt with it because he w went through it without sin. He maintained his reigning. Okay? So let's read and see if we can learn something. Look for, look at verse 5. And the devil taking him up into an high mountain showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. The finances, the wealth, okay? And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them. This is referring to the wealth of the world, the wealth, okay? Look at that statement. For that is delivered unto me. This is the devil talking, saying, showing Jesus all the wealth, all the glory. And saying, look at this. All this will I give to you, for it was delivered to me. Who delivered it to the devil? 
Adam. When Adam disobeyed God, he switched sides. Instead of being in charge, now he's being uh, under. Okay? So that was what happened. So let's keep reading. For it was delivered unto me, and to whomever I will, I give it. Okay? So this is what, notice the Bible called this temptation. If it wasn't temptation, it wouldn't have been written as being a temptation. So this, there's truth in this. If it's not truth, it wouldn't have been recorded as temptation. Okay? So, this what's what happened. So he said to Jesus, now he's saying, If thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thine. If you, he showed him all this stuff. He sees it. And Jesus knew that he had the power to it because it was delivered to him. He told Jesus, now if you will worship me, all shall be yours. What did Jesus say? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. I was reading that scripture. The Lord said to me this afternoon to read it to you this way. Very interesting. You, you know what it says, all this power will I give thee and the glory of them, for it is delivered unto me, to whomever I will, I give it. Where it says, if thou will worship me, okay, he said, read it to you this way, for the purpose of tonight. So he said, if you will make me your source, if you will make me your source, all shall be thine. Because, you know, to worship somebody will mean to pay homage. You worship them as everything you need comes from them. You're paying homage to them. Because, you know, without you, you know, I can't get far, you know, so you're paying homage. You're worshiping the Lord as your everything. So the devil said to Jesus, worship me. What's, what are we getting? Make me your source, and all shall be yours. Jesus said, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thou serve. In other words, God is my only source, and him only will I serve. We learn a big secret, and you, you find out why people are not reigning. I'm talking believers when it comes to finances. They have not acknowledged God as their only source. They think it is the things they see. You can't reign over something that tells you what to do. Are you listening? You can't reign over something that controls you. For you to reign over anything, you have to control that thing. You have to tell it what to do. So we have to decide, is God our only source, or is money our source, or our job, or is our job our source, our business, you know, is it our source? 
Because whoever is your source is the one controlling you. That's who you are obeying. That's who you're yielding to. So when was the last time you made a decision concerning finances because God is your only source and not based on what money is saying? Amen. <laughs> so many people are afraid of money. You can, you can reign over something you are afraid of. That's why when money says something, oh, everybody, you know, like, you see somebody smiling, all of a sudden they check their bank balance and it, it, go, it went so, so low. Their smile will depart. Everything changes. Their mood changes. How can you reign over something that is making you feel that way? You know what's happening? You're just basically saying, I worship you. I'll let you control me. I'll let you decide what I do because I see you as my source. I get happy when you show up and I get sad when I don't see you. See, you can't reign over that yeah. until that mentality changes. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so, what am I saying? To reign financially, you're going to have to make that decision that God is your only source. That is the foundation for controlling finances. Why? Because you go, you advance by the anointing. Not by the stuff. It is he who gives you power to produce wealth. Can you imagine? I mean, we see it all the time. Christians, kings and priests laboring while the people they, they, they're supposed to reign over are riding. There's a place in Ecclesiastics that will say, you know, that the kings are, 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 are pushing stuff while the People that are supposed to reign are really riding. Why? A switch of places. Why? Because we've not made a decision who our God is. Amen. If you're going to reign financially, like Jesus died to make you to reign, you're going to have to make a decision. God is my only source. That way you can act like God. That way you, God can flow through you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> There's so many things we can say, but I, I, I just want to stay on target. Amen. And amen. You see, what, the, what makes people afraid is they're afraid the money won't be there. Oh, my God. If I spend this, then it won't be there. Oh, God. It's running low. It's just fear, 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 fear. That money that you're afraid of didn't come from anything natural. The word produced it. But Satan has deceived so many people into thinking that you control money with money. No, you control money with the power of God. The anointing. It makes rich. Amen. So you have to settle it and you get that understanding. So that thing you're, you're afraid of, the Bible said that Jesus stripped the devil of all this power. Okay, so let's, let's go down a little bit some more. 
Jesus stripped him of that power. Because remember in Luke chapter 4, he told Jesus, he told Jesus, all this power, all this glory was delivered to me. And whoever I will, I'll give them to. Just make me your source and all will be yours. But Jesus went to work. He went on his assignment. Because this is what he's been telling. This is what the devil has been telling the, the people of God all this time. So he came as our redeemer. What did he do? The Bible said that he went there, he spoiled principalities and power and made a show of them openly and took that power that he was talking about, that he had, that was given to him. Jesus took it back and handed it back to you and I. But the problem with many believers is that they laid that power, they're not using the power, they're looking at the finances and things. Forgetting the power that Jesus returned back to us. Because it takes that power to command it. Otherwise, the devil will keep messing with it. You need that power. Amen. Look at Colossians chapter 2, verse 14, verses 14 and 15. Hallelujah. Colossians 2, look at 14 and 15. It says, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, hallelujah, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. When I see some believers down and acting, you know, down and out as a brother, go watch the video. Jesus said he made a show of them. <laughs> go watch the video. Somebody said, where you watch the video? In the Word. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. That's why, that, that's what he did. And we read another scripture in Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Mm. Luke 10, 19. Jesus said, Behold, I give you, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Would this power include that power that he told Jesus was given to him? Of course, he says, over all the power of the enemy, including the one that he was boasting to Jesus in the wilderness that he was giving him, that he's going to give to whomever he wills. Jesus said, behold, I give you power. Over all his power, including the power over finances. Hallelujah. And then it tells us, and nothing shall by any means hurt us. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. He's returned that power to us. That's what it takes to command finances. Not efforts. Not efforts. Not labor. I tell people in Africa, man, I said, if it, if it was labor, man, Africa would be the richest in the whole world. 
Because they are hard laborers. They work hard. But it doesn't, it doesn't come by that. Amen. Glory to God. Let's keep going. <laughs> Look at Matthew chapter 16 and verse 19. We're just reminding you some truths. Matthew 16, 19. This is Jesus speaking. And he said, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom. Not to the kingdom, of the kingdom. This is how the kingdom works. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So the power to loose the finances is given you. So here are the believers trying to get money and they're working hard. They're working hard instead of using the power that has been vested upon them. It takes power to command wealth. And you have that power. You have that authority. It's part of your reigning tools. Amen. Notice what we're saying can be, I mean, we could take time to really elaborate on these things, but you know the words you've been taught, so I'm just hitting highlights as we go. Amen. Glory to God. Look at Revelation chapter 1, verse 18. Let me just give you some scriptures, and then we'll go on a quick trip. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Revelation 1.18, this is talking about Jesus. He says, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. He took those keys from the devil. Amen. Took all those keys. Why? He got the keys, so you guys go. Go ye therefore, you reign. I got the keys. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. I got the keys. You go. You possess what I've made available to you. You go take it. I got the keys. You go take it. Take it with the anointing. Take it with the authority that I've given you. Amen. Glory to God. Just like salvation. Okay. Just like salvation... Prosperity is not a reward. It is an inheritance. Are you listening? God doesn't reward you with prosperity. It is an inheritance he gave you. That Christ purchased for you. I mean, salvation is not a reward. It's a gift. The same way salvation came is the same way prosperity came. So you can't section it and say, okay, this is salvation. Okay, now, when it comes to prosperity, I'm going to just walk my fingers to the bone. No, it's an inheritance. It's an inheritance. Amen, it's an inheritance. When you understand this, your effort becomes a supernatural effort instead of effort like ordinary people. Because now faith is attached to it. And whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Amen. 
So how do you receive your inheritance? Through the word of God, right? Through the word of God. Through the word of God. You remember in Acts uh, 20, 32, we quoted it this past couple of days. It says, now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you your inheritance, including the wealth, the riches. So you receive this inheritance through the word. How do you do that? By allowing the word of God to build you up by first building the image of prosperity on the inside of you. You remember that tree we talked about? You change that tree, now it becomes the tree of prosperity growing on the inside. If you can change the tree, you can change the outlook. You see, everybody's life is like a copy machine. Photocopy machine, you know. Every step you make every day is like you push start. Whatever is on the top of the copier, right, will print. Will print. What is it printed? The image on the copy. Okay? So if you get that word of God to build the image of prosperity on the inside of you, your action will manifest the same. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So through the word, by allowing the word, the word of God to build the image of prosperity on the inside of you first. Don't be concerned about money. Just get the word to build the image of the prosperity inside. And when you step out, those actions will summon money. Money comes to you because you are rich. Amen. Why? That image is built on the inside by the word of God. That's part of what's missing in in, in many believers. They want help. They want financial prosperity, but they have not taken the time to allow the word of God to build the image of that prosperity inside. Because your life is a picture of the image you have on the inside. So what do you do? You take that word, you build it, you build it. Because you see, each time you build that image, you're building up that anointing. Because the word of God is anointed. You got the Holy Ghost on the inside, who's building the image of that word as you are meditating on the word on the inside of you. And as he's building it, he's talking to you, he's teaching you. Remember the anointing which abides in you, teaches you. Amen. There's another scripture that says that the Lord, you should remember, or that the Lord, your God, teaches you. He's the one who teaches you to profit. How does he do that? Through the word, as you meditate on the word. Amen. So prosperity begins with a new mentality. You can't reign over something that your mind hasn't captured. That your mind's not seeing. Remember 3 John 1 verse 2. Let's go there. 3 John 1 2. You ready? Beloved. Good. There we go. Good, good. <laughs> because this is talking to you. Amen. <laughs> 
Beloved, yes, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. So if your soul is not prospering, your prosperity will linger. So what is it saying? You will prosper according to how your soul prospers. You will prosper according to how your mind is renewed with the word of God. For example, you know, many people, you know, the common statement is life is hard. Life is hard, man. Money is hard to come by, man. It's just, that's common language. But that's not your language. If you will think right, and see it right, and have that image painted on the inside of you, things like this will come out of your mouth. Yeah. Money comes to me easily. <laughs> it comes to me quickly. And it comes to me in abundance. Everywhere I go, it just comes to me. It comes to me. It comes to me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So you determine your level of prosperity and nobody else. You determine how much, how much prosperity you can enjoy. It says you will prosper as your soul prospers. Nobody can make your soul prosper but you. How does your soul prosper? Your soul prospers by renewing your mind with the word of God. So you can measure the prosperity of your soul by measuring how much you have the word in your soul. Because the word is what prospers your soul. That's what washes away the wrong thinking. The Bible talks about the washing of the water by the word. Hallelujah. So you will determine that. That's why I'm so glad the Bible says everything in the kingdom is done to you according to your faith. Be it unto you according to your faith. According to your faith. And your faith can grow. You may start with a motorcycle faith. And you go up to uh, a car faith. And you go up to a truck faith. You go up to an airplane faith. I mean, your faith can grow. It's according to you. But you see, when the Bible said according to your faith, it's not telling you that for you to relax. It's telling you that heaven is expecting you to go to work using your faith. So you can't go to God and say, well, God, I just have faith for a small bicycle. He's going to say, and you left the whole neighborhood I put you in go to hell because you couldn't hold them to church. Wow. That, that, it, that, it really hits home. Yeah, so when you think according to your faith, it's not just for you. It's just saying you will grow at the pace you put yourself to grow on. You see what I mean? It's not just to say, I just have little faith. No, it's just telling you, you can determine the pace. And you ought to be going on a quick pace. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. So, because of time tonight, let's just, I'm going to try to boil it down to some things here. 
Let's talk about some things that can trip your dominion over finances. Some things that can trip you up when it comes to reigning financially. And in discussing that, we can incorporate some of the things we've been talking about and haven't talked about. Amen. One of the things that can trip you up when it comes to reigning financially is not acknowledging who God has made you in Christ. Because you know, the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. You're not, old, you're, you're not that old person you used to be. You're not that weak man you used to be or weak woman. You're not that poor man you used to be. You are in Christ. That is the foundation for prosperity. You're not prospering because God saw uh, that you have a need. You prosper because you are in Christ. Okay? So if you acknowledge your need more than you acknowledge the fact that you are in Christ, you will do without. Because the supply comes because you are in Christ. You reign because you are in Christ. That's why you shouldn't make need your friend. You shouldn't make need the common thing you are constantly thinking about. What should you think about then? Think about the fact that you are in Christ. The Apostle Paul said, I knew a man in Christ, and he liked that man so much, he wrote everything about that man. He liked that man so much, he threw away everything about the old man. He said, all things that I've counted as good, I just threw them out. For the excellency of the knowledge of him. Well, but in knowing him, you get to know yourself. Because you are in him. In him. The more you know Jesus, the more you discover you. That's why we have a series we preach all the time. I said, the me I see is the me in Christ. Woo! The me I see is the me in Christ. The me that is righteous. The me that has been made to sit in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The me that can do the impossible. Nothing is impossible to this me I see. That's one of the things you must acknowledge if you're going to reign financially. Because that was what Jesus did. He brought you into himself to hand you the keys to rule and reign. So you have to acknowledge that. Remember in Philemon 1.6 he said, By through the acknowledgement of everything good that you have in Christ, your faith becomes effectual. Amen. Your faith becomes effectual. And when your faith is, eff- is effectual or effective, your dominion is active. Because dominion is operated by faith. Hallelujah. Oh, we, we can say so much about that, but let's move on. <laughs> What's something else that can trip you when it comes to reigning financially, walking by sight, walking by sight, mastery in the affairs of life is being able to operate with things you cannot see. That's how you master things. A man in dominion is a man who operates the affairs of life based on what? His eyes cannot see. 
Somebody say, how exactly can he do that? By faith. Hebrews 11, 1 says, faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And as long as he's in faith, he's in a mastery position. He's in a place of mastery. Why? For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So anything, if you're going to maintain reigning financially, you're going to have to learn to walk by faith and not by sight. That's why people have limited vision. They've restricted themselves to what they see. Instead of looking beyond. That's the privilege of the new creation. You can see beyond. (laughs) Glory to God. You can see beyond. How? Through the word of God. Let the spirit of God take you on an adventure. Sightseeing. You go through the word. You're like, whoa. I see that. I see that. I see that. I see that. And then the Spirit of God will say, now say that. And you begin to say that. You begin to talk like that. And guess what? It begins to show up. (laughs) Anyway, glory to God. What is something else that can trip you up when it comes to you reigning financially? Talking wrong. People think it's the economy. No, it's your mouth. (laughs) Amen. I found it out. Mine too. But we're learning to talk right. Proverbs 6 verse 2 says, Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Your wor- the words you speak is the ceiling you set. You set. You will never rise above your confession. You have what you say. Well, each time I get a little head, something happens. Guess what? It keeps happening. Because you keep speaking it. And that's what you have. The Bible says your word snares you. In other words, your word builds a box around you. Or places a ceiling over you. And remember, you reign with your words. So as a king, whatever you say stands. Whether it's in the positive or in the negative. Amen. Glory to God. What is something else that can trip your ability to reign financially? Fear. Fear. That's why you can't give your ears to the news. You can't give your ears to all kinds of stuff. You don't prosper by news. Are you listening? You are not under the economy of any nation. You are under the economy of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Somebody said, you make it sound so good. It is good. (laughs) It is good. Amen. We read in the Bible, we quote it, but we don't really think about it. We don't really believe it. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. What are you doing searching up all these things? Getting frustrated for no reason. When all you need to do is line up with your citizenship and call those things that be not as though they were. 
We got the awesome privilege of using our mouth to call this word that produces what people are dying to get. It's amazing. So fear. Fear is the, dev- is the devil's strategy to get you to open the door of your life to him. Why? Because anything you are fearful about, you're open to. Amen. But thank God he didn't give us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Remember Job? Job said, the thing that I'm, I, I feared the most has come upon me. A lot of believers have fear of money. If you see the way they're home, oh, 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 no, no, you've been redeemed. You are in charge of that thing. I was preaching this somewhere in recent time. I was telling them some of the things that I started doing to help myself act like the Bible is true. Hmm? <laughs> the Bible said that I'm a rich man because I'm in Christ. Amen. So it's not just confessing it. I have to back it up with my action. So what I did, you know, being where we are, I could take a bill, you know, take a $50, okay, and I will break it down, maybe $5 each, and I'll go to people, I just want to be a blessing to you. I just want to be a blessing to you. I just want to be a blessing to you. What am I practicing? I'm practicing being rich because rich people give. You don't have to have millions. Rich is your identity, no matter how much is in your hand. So I started practicing, and boy, it, it gets, oh, yeah, I like that. I like that. So I do it more. And the cool thing about it is that the more I do it, the more it summons supply. Because you give, it is given back to you, good measure, press down, shaking together, according to how you do it. See, that's, that's because the image on the inside is the image of prosperity. Someone said, aren't you afraid that you won't have any more? You'll run out? No. You got to be kidding. <laughs> Amen. He never runs out. Now, if you're giving based on you, then you have some things to settle. But if you're given based on what the word said, the Bible said the word has power yeah. to back every action of faith. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. What is something else that can trip you up when it comes to reigning financially? Not tithing. When you don't tithe, you close yourself from the honor of God. Tithing is an honor issue. Are you listening? So when you don't tithe, you close your life up from the honor of God. And when God honors a man or a woman, the earth stands to serve him. Hallelujah. Look with me. Look at Proverbs chapter 9, uh, chapter 3. Proverbs 3, we will read verses 9 and 10. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. Proverbs 3, 9, it says, Honor the Lord with thy substance, okay, and with the first fruits of all thine increase. 
What will happen? So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. That's God honoring you. And of course, in 1 Samuel 2.30, we read that, Them that honor me, I will honor. How does God honor a man? When the honor of God is on you, all of heaven's power is behind your move. Tell me what that business is that wouldn't bow to you. Tell me what that devil is that wouldn't give way to you. Because his power, no foe can stand. And that's what's behind you. Because the honor of God is behind you. Glory. Hallelujah. What else can trip you up when it comes to reigning financially? Not sowing. If you don't sow, your dominion is not expressive. But your dominion works by expression. Why? Because faith without expression is dead. Amen. Not sowing. Sowing, by sowing, is you sowing is you manifesting the power that God gave you to produce wealth. That's the only way it's manifested. You're, you're sowing, that power comes to manifest who God has made you. Uh, let's look at this scripture quickly while we're on this. Uh, 2 Corinthians 9, look at verse 6. I made up my mind, let God be true and every man alive. If he said it, it is so. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 to 11, I'll just read it briefly. It says, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according to, according as he, the man, purposes in, in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Now, this is the part I want to get to. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. What will that grace that abound toward you do? Causing you to always having all sufficiency in all things. Why? This is a result of you sowing. This is a result of you giving. Okay? It's a, when you do that grace <laughs> that Jesus, you remember uh, uh, um, the grace, um, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that even though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you through his poverty might be rich. That grace of richness comes on you. Amen. Causing you to always have, always have, look at that, always having all sufficiency in all things. I mean, if you read it in Amplified Bible, it's like, what? <laughs> Praise God. Always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. As it is written, he hath dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. 
What righteousness is it talking about? He's given. He's given. Remains forever. Well, if your giving will remain forever, won't you think that your receiving will remain forever too? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Anyway, oh, <laughs> we can just stay there a while, but let's keep, keep going for a second time. What else? What is something else that can trip your ability to reign financially? Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. Remember Ephesians 4.27 where he says, don't let the sun go down on your right, neither give place to the devil. Okay? Unforgiveness opens you back up to the things you have been redeemed from. Causing you to negate the work of the blood of Christ. Remember in Mark 11, chapter 25, Jesus said, when you stand praying, forgive, so that your Father in heaven will forgive you. So you, can, you cannot withhold forgiveness and expect the forgiveness that came from the blood to flow into you. So if, if the forgiveness is not flowing back to you, that means, guess what's staying? The curse. Poverty and lack. Sickness and disease. Even though you've been redeemed from it. But you can open the door back up. By choosing to live in unforgiveness. Somebody said, you don't know what they did to me. Let me tell you. You don't know what Jesus did for me. Which one do you want to compare? What they did to you? And what Jesus did for you. I don't understand some people sometimes, you know. I mean, I understand being hurt. I understand that. But when you bring it up next to your redemption, my God, your life on this earth is only a dot on eternity. And you're going to let something that somebody did to you destroy the whole thing. Nah, nah, I choose, I choose forgiveness. <laughs> Amen. I choose life. Amen. Glory to God. That's what happens. But people don't put two and two together. They say, it's just what they did me. But you see, it's an open door. If the devil can come into your life through one door, he never stays where he got in. He is looking for, I mean, it's like, you know, have you seen water? If there's a hole and water gets in, it's, not, it's finding everything. It's finding everything. So it's really not worth it. Just, it's not worth it. Think about how many you could have been providing uh, 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 opportunities and resources to, to know Jesus. That you wouldn't have if you stayed in unforgiveness. Lord, it hurt so much. It hurt so much. Put yourself in Jesus' shoes. 
He laid hands on people, healed them, and the same people stood right there and said, crucify him. Oh my gosh. Oh my people hasn't put you on the cross. <laughs> and yet he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. Somebody say, I wish I can do that. Yes, you can. As he is, so are you in this world. You are the same exact copy of Christ. You are just like him. So you can act like him. You can forgive like him. You can live like him. You are just like Jesus. Identical. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. What is something else that can keep you from reigning financially? Lack of gratitude. Always complaining. I know I just got a raise, but did you see the prices of items these days? Things have gone up. <laughs> Lack of gratitude makes you a slave to what you are to rule over. Are you listening? Gratitude is a door opener. It will open up the doors to God's storehouse for your life. Uh, how about, let's, let's look at this scripture and we'll begin to try to wrap it up. Deuteronomy 28, look at verses 47 and 48. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Woo! Mm -hmm. Deuteronomy 28, we will read 47 and 48. If you're like my English brethren, we said 48, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still got that pin, praise God. <laughs> Glory to God. Deuteronomy 28, okay, 47 says, Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart, for the abundance of all things. Somebody say, I don't see the abundance. Look at his word. He's given unto us all things richly to enjoy. Okay? And then he goes on. Therefore, because you didn't do this, therefore shall thou serve thine enemies, which the Lord shall send against thee. He didn't send them. He just, his covering is lifted because you chose death instead of choosing life. Okay? All right. So you serve your enemies in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness, and in want of all things. Lack of gratitude. 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 I mean, even in common living, that will help your marriages. That wife just made you a little something. Oh, thank you, honey. That was good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm grateful. You just made me want egg. Thank you, honey. I'm grateful. 
You see what I mean? It just, it lightens up everything. It opens up more. Oh, I'm telling you, it makes all the difference. Instead of showing out, why you didn't do that for me? Be grateful. 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 Amen. Did you see my translation? He that is grateful receiveth more. <laughs> I found out that works great. I tell my wife, honey, that was good. Thank you. Thank you. She goes, you want more? Sure. <laughs> you see what I mean? Just, it opens the door. Oh, my God. That's what I talk about my wife every, everywhere I go. She's the prettiest thing on the earth. And she makes the best food. And I said, oh, honey, that's so good. That's so good. You just throw your food in that pan, man. And she goes, let me make you another one. Sure. <laughs> now, take that and you, you see, you see how, how things flow just by that? Take it to God the same way. Well, Father, you know, ooh, I like that. Praise God. Father, you mean it pleased you to put me in this church? Oh, I tell you, I tell you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm grateful. So you show up the next service and say, Pastor, please, where is the broom? Where is the uh, 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 vacuum cleaner? Where is it? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. While you're doing that, revelation just comes. I'm telling you, when you are grateful, it shows in your action. Anybody that tells, well, thank you. That's not real gratefulness. No. When, when, you, when you have gratitude, it shows you like, oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're doing something. You're showing it. Like, thank you, by the way. Come on now. Come on. Come on. That doesn't fly. Come on. You see what I mean? Yes. It makes things flow. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Amen. Yes. So the next time you want to complain about your spouse, you be up. Oh, mm, thank you, honey. That was that. Thank you, Jesus. You thank Jesus, but you thank her and you thank him. Oh, honey, you went out and you worked, man. I know it's cold, but you stayed out there, did all that for our family. Thank you. We appreciate your hard work. And you gather the children. Hey, daddy's coming. Oh, daddy's home. He's been out there working. Oh, daddy, we love you. We appreciate what you're doing. Guess what it does to the man? You're like, give me the thing. Come on, I'll go all the way. <laughs> you see? I mean, it opens up everything. Life becomes enjoyable. Amen. Glory to God. Ah, glory to God. See, life is supposed to be sweet when we apply the word. It makes everything sweet. That's what makes marriages work. Two people obeying the word. That's all. You don't need any special or whatever. Just make a decision. Two people obeying the word. Because two people. 
stay in the world, God can reach him. The problem is when somebody's not obeying the word. But when two people are obeying the word, oh my gosh. Ooh. Talk about heaven and earth. Yeah. Absolutely. Amen. Before you say how, she goes, let. And you say, look. And she goes, yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> you getting some lesson, Louise, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Oh, all right. You may be seated. <laughs> Glory to God. I want to minister healing to anybody that needs healing before we close for tonight. I promise the Lord that I will endeavor each time the opportunity is there to make myself available to lay hands on people. For the endowment he put on our lives. I remember wanting to be a physician. He said, I didn't call you to be a physician. I said, oh, no. <laughs> he said, I gave you a healing endowment Amen. to be a blessing. We've had testimony after testimony, but it walks by faith. You, you just coming up, hearing this. You see, I got to tell you. So when you come up, you come up by faith. Whatever it is, that anointing. The Bible said that the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. So the contact is the anointing going in. And if the anointing went in, you consider it done. You consider it done. Just like when you go to prayer, you know, you can, you, you can know before you pray whether your prayers are answered or not. Because the basis for your praying is the word of God. So when you find the word of God that covers the need, that you are going to God before, you have found your answer. So all you do is you pray the answer instead of the need. Amen. So if that's you, you don't, you know, your faith may already have been going, your faith is always going, but if you will like hands laid on you for anything, we can minister that anointing and let God be God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. What's going to happen? You're just going to receive the anointing. You are already healed. You are the healed. You're just receiving the anointing. Did you see what I'm saying? You are the he You're not trying to get healed. You are the healed. Receiving the anointing that helps you maintain your healing. Amen.
So when I come lay hands on you, that's what we're going to. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right. Let the past be gone. Let I, I just see that all of you. Let the past be gone. Don't, don't hold to it. Because if you do, it keeps you from lunging forward. There's greater things ahead. But you have to let the past go. And let God be true to you. Amen. Be, my, be, be thou made whole in Jesus' name. Command those things to fall off of her in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Receive in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> there it is. Yep, there it is. Hallelujah. Just went into you. Thank you, Father. Who is it? Your shoulders. Oh, that's you too. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your healing power. Making her totally whole. Move it around. Hallelujah. Mother, be made whole. Is there any particular thing you need? In the name of Jesus, I speak to that. Come out, dry up right now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah shouldn't be there. Be made whole in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Anybody up here with growth? Yep. Okay. I have one yeah. here. Okay. On my arms. Okay. And one on my back. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I speak to all those growth. Be gone. Dry up. Disappear. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I thank you, Father, for it. Thank you, Father. Yep, it is so. Hallelujah. Okay. What the shame. Okay. Okay. All right. Father, in the name of Jesus, that anointing that you've placed on our life, we release it by faith into this cloth. So that when it's laid on your child, Father, a heap, every joint will come back to normal in the name of Jesus and every swelling will go down in Jesus name amen hallelujah glory to God brother Ian what do you need in the name of Jesus I lose that function like you're supposed to thank you Lord what do you need? Okay. Liver, I say to you, come alive. Every joint, I say to you, loose in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, dry up and disappear. I say to you, come out and be gone in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's a change coming. 
I don't see the timing, but I see a change coming. Obviously, the Lord's been talking to you about it. So just know it is God. What do you need here? I command you, Thyroid, in the name of Jesus. Balance. Yes. Regulate. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. What do you need, brother? Father, I thank you for your healing power flowing from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. That leg, move that right leg, making her totally whole. Move it. Move it. Move that leg. Move it. Move that leg. Could you move it like that before? Not that far. Just keep moving it. See, that anointing just went in there. And when we give it action, it just keep going all the way. It keep going all the way. Yeah, it keep going all the way. Amen. Praise God. Thank God for God. Isn't he awesome? Amen. Praise God. What do you need, Sister Ben? Thank you, Jesus. Himself took all of that. So be whole. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What do you need? Father, thank you for recreation. Recreate, adjust, recreate, adjust, move, realign in Jesus' name. Thank you for it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. What do you need, sister? Okay. Father, I thank you for your healing power to flow from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, making those knees and cartilages to come back alive. Anything is reversible. The power of God can reverse a process. The difference is, you know, medication will reverse over time, but the power can reverse it instantly. Thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. Pastor. Father, I thank you for your healing power. Clear, I say, in Jesus' name. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. I remember you. Yeah. What do you need? Go like this, brothers. Yeah. Uh, not super terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't say yet, because he will okay. he heals you tonight and you could be complete. Amen. Father, is it okay to place my hands on it? Mm -hmm. Father, I thank you for your healing power. Coming into this hip and making it completely whole. Pain go. Come into order in the name of Jesus. Amen. Don't say, if it keeps going like this, I don't know how long I'll do this. No, change that. If it keeps going like this, I could hear that. I don't know how long I'll do this. No, just change that. And you see God refresh you, refresh you, refresh you, refresh you. And I can hear this in my spirit too for you. Throw away that calculator. It's holding you from going further into what God has for you. 
throw away, I see you with the calculator. Everything, ah, you, you just, no, throw away that calculator and look to him. He will help you quicker and just with ease, with ease. Just because it's hard for everybody else doesn't mean it has to be hard for you. Covenant makes all the difference. Enforce it. Amen. God bless you, sir. Thank you. Hello, sister. What do you need? Hmm? Okay. Oh, he's a healing Jesus. He wants you whole. It is his desire. He's longing. If you could see his face, he's oh, just one. I just want her well. So when I lay hands on you, that's his hands touching you and making it well. Be made whole in the name of Jesus. I command it to come into order. To Don't worry. Worry. When you take anxious thoughts, it causes it to go off regulation. That's what I hear. So stop. Stop. You're not helping Jesus. So don't take those thoughts. Don't take anxious thoughts. He said, be anxious for nothing. No matter how big, just be anxious for nothing. That's what he said. That way, his power can keep working. Amen. Praise God. And I thank you. Angels, I release you in Jesus' name. Go and reverse those things that are happening in that family. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> they go. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yes. Right there. Father, can you stretch it? Is there a limited movement? It just hurts certain? Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, I release your healing power into this joint to make it whole, driving out every pain, every discomfort in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah. What, can, what do you need? <laughs> Hallelujah. What do you need? Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Mm. The, what was the first one? Yeah, you know, the Lord has been telling me stuff about pancreas. It's been a couple of places that I've called that out. Pancreas, pancreas, pancreas. So, I'm going to lay hands on you and have him address it. Hallelujah. That's good news. Father, we thank you for total healing. Pancreas, function right. Joints, function right. Back, function right. Ah. <laughs> yeah, every, every part. Those organs function. The pressure on the kidneys are commanded to loose. In the name of Jesus. It's different from now on. In Jesus' name. Amen. Woo! Glory to God. Woo. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, my brother. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Eyes reset and clear. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. What about you, Brother Tony? Diabetic and nervous system. Okay. Father, I thank you for your healing power. Thank you, Lord. Himself took your infirmities. 
Hello. <laughs> what is it? Your ears. It, does it ring? Or is tough sock? Which one is it? Both of them. What range? What is the range? Does it go? What range does it go? I mean, you miss them. Father, in the name of Jesus, oh, open every one of those drums like it's supposed to. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. This will be encouraged. I see. Small case. Small case for Jesus. Himself took your infirmities. He's touched with what touches you. So I'm going to lay his hands on it. Father, I thank you for your healing power. Cartilage, I speak to you. Reform. Reform. In Jesus' mighty name. I thank you for it. I thank you for it. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Praise God. That it, it, I see too. Sometimes it hooks up at the top of your uh, back here. Uh -huh. Move it. See? Move it. Move it. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Yes, dear sister. What do you need? Hmm? Yeah, see, it comes with thoughts. I can see. Stop listening. I'm going to rebuke him and it, it will go. But don't entertain it again. Don't listen. Go, I speak to you in Jesus' name. Get out and leave her alone completely. In Jesus' name. Okay. I see. I see. Okay. 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 Would be okay. I lay hands on it and make it well. Father, I thank you for your healing power flowing from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Keep the knee, the thigh. I command you function in the name of Jesus. <laughs> there it is. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Do, huh? <laughs> In Jesus' mighty name, I speak to that, melt away and be normal. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's some other things too. Ah, those angels reappeared. They're like, oh, we're not done. They're still working. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. You're going to notice a whole lot of, a whole lot of difference. More energy. More, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Praise God. I get excited for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Amen, amen, amen. Woo. Glory to God. Amen. Isn't God good? I tell you what. It's always a tremendous honor to be here. I declare over this place in the name of Jesus. All that are supposed to be here. I call to you. Come in the name of Jesus. We release you ministering spirits. You go and cause them to come. In the name of Jesus. Make room. Make room in this music sound. Make room here. Make room here. Make room. 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 For there will come a sound out of this place that will not just reach this city, but it will reach neighboring towns. It will be a sound that will draw men and women to the voice of God's word. Like never heard before. I thank you, Father, for it, and I say it shall all come to pass. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. One more. One more. What does he need? Wait. Oh, that? That? Piece of cake. Piece of cake, man. <laughs> Jesus, I command that to completely dry up. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. That's how simple it is. You sleep a couple of days and you wake up and it just disappeared. Just gone. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Well, Father, we thank you and we bless you. Thank you for the honor of standing before this precious people. And I thank you that the fruit of your word will remain. It will give birth to glorious manifestations in this place. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for it. Amen. Pastor Jackie, Pastor Ken, thank you for the honor of being here. It's always a privilege to be here. I love my wife and I and our family, our church, we love you guys dearly. And we count it an honor to be able to minister to you this word of God. Amen. The, all you need to do is just practice it. Put it to work and it will keep working for you. Many of you will have even more testimonies in just a short time. Amen. We love you. God bless you. 